Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bonner County Daily Bee Sports Podcast. My name is Trevin Pixley, the sports editor over at the Bonner County Daily Bee. Here to kind of give you an overall week recap of what went down this week. And boy, oh boy, it was a baseball week, ladies and gentlemen. From the local kids to the Seattle Mariners. And we also had some celebrities visiting the area at the national stage, an NFL player made his presence known in Coeur d'Alene. First of all, let's talk about the Seattle Mariners. 14 games in a row. The Mariners have won today after they beat the Texas Rangers 4-3. to And this is a great time to be a Seattle Mariners fan. As a Jags fan, you know, I'm always going to relate team success or relate you know, random, you know, typically bottom-level teams doing good to the 2017 season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the Jags were an unproven team heading into the season with quarterback Blake Bortles, and all these young kids on defense shined and took them to the AFC Championship game. And you really had the feeling that they didn't reach um, their full potential in 2017, that they still had a lot more to offer. Unfortunately for the Jags, they kind of blew up and, you know, once again, in true Jacksonville Jaguar fashion, um, entered a rebuild. Now, why this gives me the same vibes as the Seattle Mariners 14-game win streak is they have a lot of young talent. There's some veteran leadership on that team, um, but mostly it's coming from the younger kids that are on this team. And it's crazy to me now that I can call, you know, these players on this team kids um, cause you know, they're younger than me now being 23 and looking at these kids getting drafted and playing in the majors and they're 21, 20 years old. And I'm like, Holy cow, your boy is getting old, but that's a whole nother podcast for a whole different week. Um, the standout for the Ams has been Julio Rodriguez and he has really kind of been the guy. He got kind of snubbed out of being an all-star, but he will be competing in the home run derby. And this is a young guy that is fun to watch he hits home runs he's clutch too that's like the biggest thing in his genes right now is he has that clutch gene he's able to win games um two games ago against the rangers he hit a grand slam after they came back from four runs down to put them up four runs and it was just amazing to see this kid really lead a baseball team especially at such a young age um, and if you're a Mariners fan, you got to be excited for that. But you should also be excited because I don't think this is the full potential that the M's are even at. Now, winning 14 games in a row is fantastic. It's amazing. It's historic. In fact, it's the longest win streak from any MLB team heading into the All-Star break. And that is fantastic news for the Mariners, for the Mariners fans as well. But you have a feeling that this is only you know, the bottom of the iceberg. They haven't even reached the, the tippy top yet. You know, they haven't they haven't even formed a real sense of what this team can be. And, you know, after the All-Star break, they're going to have a break off there. Um, we'll see if they can keep this momentum going, but if they can keep playing the level of baseball that they're playing right now, the Mariners will be a team that not only will make the postseason, but will be a team that nobody wants to play in the postseason. I don't think they're going to come out be a number one, number two seed, maybe a wild card, obviously, 
um, in their division. I think right now they're still seven games back, I believe. I haven't looked it up today, but I would say that's about where they're at. Um, so they're going to be a wild card team, and all these division winners, they're not going to want to play the Seattle Mariners in the playoffs because they, they're playing on house money at that point. You know, No one expected them to be there. They're there, and they're going to they're gonna try and make a run. Again, kind of reminding me of the 2017 Jacksonville Jaguars. And that is fantastic for that Mariners team and for Seattle and for its fans because they've, they've been waiting for this for a long time. Uh, when the Mariners won 10 games in a row now four games ago, that was the longest win streak that they've had since 2001. And that is crazy. And that was the last time the M's made the playoffs too, so do with that what you will. But they are just firing on all cylinders right now. They're the hottest team in baseball other than maybe the Baltimore Orioles, who are also a team that when they won 10 games in a row recently, they hadn't won 10 games in a row since 1999. So these are two teams that are relatively always in the basement of the MLB, are now getting an opportunity to shine and getting an opportunity to show their stuff, and that is extremely, extremely exciting for those guys over there in Seattle. Speaking of kids going out and showing their stuff, the NI Lakers 19U Legion baseball team competed at its district tournament um, over the weekend. And in their first game, they lost to the LC Cubs. Um, in a close game, it was right there, I believe, 7-3 to the final. Um, but the Lakers firing on all cylinders. This was a team this year that was, I think, consistently, you know, inconsistent. It was wins here, loses here, or losses here, excuse me, wins there, losses here. And, you know, they, they couldn't really build an identity around that team, but they still had, you know, they have fantastic players. I mean, Ethan Butler, Walla Walla Community College commit. You know, they have a lot of talent on that uh, baseball team to kind of take them far. So after they dropped that game, they rebounded and won three games in a row to earn their spot in the championship game, and they played extremely well. I'm talking at the dish. They were getting double-digit hits during each game. Um, one kid that I want to shout out, and I think I already gave him a shout out last time we talked about this Legion team, that's Finn Melander. Um, he's a kid that came on really late for the Sandpoint High School baseball team, and he's having a terrific summer, and this is a kid now that uh, Coach Tiger and the Sandpoint baseball team, they could really rally around and build around the power bat of designated hitter uh, Melander, and he, he had a great tournament, he's had a great season, uh, I believe leads the team in batting average, so he really, really showed up. Um, when they made their way all the way back to the championship game, of course, they were playing the LC Cubs again. And in order to be crowned champions, they had to beat the Cubs two times, and they went out first game, got a W. So right there, four games in a row, the Lakers playing extremely good baseball. They just need to beat them one more time, and then at the very last game, the very last chance for the Lakers to be crowned district champions, the LC Cubs ended up taking the victory. It's hard to beat the same team two times in a row, and it's hard to beat the same team, you know, three times. So both these guys, um, both these teams, rather, had really tough tasks against each other. You could tell um, every time they played in the regular season, too, it was it was a game that went down to the wire. One team would kind of score three, four runs, um, in the middle of the game in like the third, fourth inning and really pull away after that. And, you know, it's the same thing that happened in a championship game. Um, congratulations to this Lakers 19U team. Like I said, I mean, at the beginning of the year, 
I think it was they lost four or five straight games, and then they, they answered back and won four in a row. They lost another game here. And, you know, that a really, a really, um, really just like how the Sandpoint High School baseball team did it. I mean, they were, you know, up and down, peaks and valleys, but at the end of the day, reached the district championship game, fell, and were oh so close to doing so. The NI Lakers uh, 16U team is also at the district tournament. And uh, this is a team, I mean, you want to talk about scoring runs, you want to talk about the future of Sandpoint Baseball being extremely bright, you have to look at that 16U team. There's stars all around it that are going to make um, Sandpoint High School a really good baseball team. And, you know, we've talked, we've touched on it, we've talked about it before. There's a lot of sports here um, going on in Sandpoint, Clark Fork as well, Priest River, very young and they still have, you know, they got some sophomores, juniors, you know, kids that aren't even entering their senior year this year that are going to contribute and really play at a high level for that team um, from what, you know, at least from what they're showing on paper at the age that they are right now or how they contributed to that team uh, during the season. So these 16U kids, I mean, look for them to be kind of the talk of the town for the Sandpoint baseball team in the future, um, the high school team. And, and I expect them to do great at the district tournament. Um, they have been scoring runs at will. I believe they scored over, I think, 200. It was either two or 400 runs this season, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but it goes into Ken Oler's uh, mind as a coach and the way that he has these kids running the bases. I mean, so many stolen bags. They're going out there. They're trying to score runs and, you know, making taking advantage of the opportunities that are handed to them. So one of the more exciting teams, uh, not only this summer, but the whole year, the whole season this NI Lakers 19 I mean 16 U team very very exciting and you know I can't wait to see what these kids do um, at the next level at the high school level high school varsity level for um, Sandpoint High School there are some I don't think there's any Priest River kids currently on that team um, but they do got some Clark Fork kids and of course Clark Fork doesn't have a baseball team so those kids as well are going to be going over to Sandpoint and contributing and playing extremely you know, vital roles for that baseball team. And again, something that I am very, very excited to see. And, you know, I think if you were a fan of Sandpoint High School or if you're a coach over at Sandpoint High School, you should be excited as well. And, of course, on the last podcast, we touched on um, Ethan Butler and Augie Lehman uh, committing, committing, excuse me, to Walla Walla Community College to play baseball at the next level. And that was... Not not the only um, signing that happened over the last couple weeks since we talked last. There are two big signings that uh, happened within the last week. Um, first of all, let's stick with the baseball theme and let's talk about Colin Roos's, um commitment to the University of Utah. He was the ace on the mound for Sandpoint High School, and every time you've seen him line up to throw on the mound... Um, you kind of had a feeling that this kid was special, and you had a feeling that, you know, it's hard to judge these these high school kids, you know, if and then that's why I don't envy a job of a, of a scout per se, because you look at these high school kids and you know um, from being a beat reporter, being just a reporter in general, you know the talent level of these kids, and you think to yourself, man, this kid could go Division One, but you know it's all about what the uh, the scouts think, and you know the tape they put out there, and and Roos, I mean he. He deserved every bit of uh, 
going to the University of Utah playing Pac-12 baseball. He was a vital part of the pitching staff for um, Sandpoint, a pitching staff that really struggled early on um, in the season, but he was always a consistent on the mound. Every time he was on the mound, you know, they were in a position to win, and, you know, he was big at State as well, getting the start in the first State game and uh, giving him the first win at State since, I believe, 2007. So a kid that is a not only talented, but he's a big culture piece. He's a leader. He's a good kid to have on your baseball team. And the University of Utah got a good one um, in that kid for sure. Now let's switch over to football. We talked about Mateus McLean in the last podcast and how he did at the University of Idaho camp. And, and he is another kid that I would say, you know, from watching the tape, watching the film, seeing what he can do, knowing the stats, he's a kid that I thought was a Division One talent. And what do you know? The kid is going Division One. He's going to be going to the University of Idaho to play football for Jason Eck and the boys. Jason Eck is doing a great job at the University of Idaho for you know not only recruiting overall but really giving these Idaho kids um, something to be excited for. I mean, they got this Division One program. He recruits heavily in state, and a kid like McLean who goes to Priest River, who's now a two A school, used to be a three A school. You know, it's a kid that maybe wouldn't be on the University of Idaho's radar, but X commitment to uh, recruiting in the state really gave McLean an opportunity to shine, develop, and show his stuff. And, you know, he was over there at camps a lot, and uh, it finally was announced, I believe, two weeks ago that he is going to be playing football, not this upcoming season, but the season after for the University of Idaho. Very well-deserved. Great kid, too. Great to talk to. And he... Um, He's going to make a difference there at the University of Idaho. I'd assume he's going to be a team captain this year at Priest River. He's the best kid on the field for that team. So he's going to have a senior season under his belt before he goes to the university. And I'm going to be very excited to see what he does at the next level. Now to wrap things up, let's talk about some, you know, celebrities in the area. My dad hit me up the other day and said, did you see that Mark Wahlberg and Justin Bieber were in Coeur d'Alene. I had no idea. I guess my aunt who lives in Coeur d'Alene had texted him that, and he got the news. But, you know, as a football guy, I didn't really care about Marky Mark or the Biebs being in Coeur d'Alene. What I was more fixated on was the fact that Zach Wilson and the wide receivers and running backs of the New York Jets spent some time down in Coeur d'Alene to do some training and, you know, Zach Wilson tweeted, you know, obviously it's pretty funny, that uh, his phone was off. Did you miss any news? Obviously, if you're up to date on the Zach Wilson news, you know what he's referring to. And uh, it was cool to see that he, I guess, just knows about this little hole in the wall in Idaho and, um, you know, took the guys out through some routes and got them ready. Um, I would hope that, you know, some of the high school kids got an opportunity to work with uh, Zach Wilson, even though he's the second best quarterback to come out of that draft class. Um, but nonetheless, getting coached from a guy with NFL experience is huge. And it's cool to see that uh, not only did he just go, but he also brought um, some of his receivers, running backs, and all of his teammates with him as well. So that was very exciting to see. Awesome to see, um, you know, an NFL quarterback in, in this neck of the woods. Very awesome. Very cool to see. And that'll do it for another episode of the Bonner County Daily Bee Sports Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.